Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, 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 coaches and leaders. I am going to have such a cool conversation with Aaron Kotman today about reflection. I'm a huge proponent of this. I know this is like such an important part of adult learning theory for all of us humans, adult humans, to grow and learn. And so um, first, I want to welcome you, Erin, to the show. Thank you. I'm really super excited to be here. I love a good podcast. And so I'd love you to share with everyone, what's your journey in education? Yeah. So um, my name is Erin Kotman. I am Atlanta-based. Um, this is year, gosh, uh, like 18, 19 of education, but actually ended up at my placement school for 15 years in a variety of roles. Um, most recently before starting my company um, as an assistant principal for middle school. So I'm one of those crazy people who actually enjoys crazy middle schoolers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so since then, have been running Aaron Kotman Teacher Development, where I work with school leaders um, and instructional leaders, really, with this concept of like, how do you take your adaptive leadership skills and pair them with your technical skills to create instructional outcomes for students? Now, before we go into why we want to reflect and all of that, I want to talk about why folks don't reflect. Because what I find, and you were sharing this too, is it becomes if someone's willing to reflect, it becomes a box that they check, right? Like, oh, well, I reflected, check, if they're actually willing to even do it, right? And I, I find with the districts I work with, they're like, ah, let's skip that reflection. Let's go right into the content, right? What's the things? So I want to ask you, what's been your experience? Why do folks not reflect effectively, yeah. So I think one thing is sometimes we reflect with a particular outcome in mind, mm-hmm. uh, especially if we're the person who is like maybe developing the reflection for someone else. So like as a leader, say I'm doing some interview reflection with my team. Sometimes the questions I'm asking are leading, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? They're not actually the reflection that someone needs in order to like grow and improve and to be able to like move to the next um desired outcome. So there's one, sometimes our reflection is like biased reflection, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Um, I think the other reason is it's not something that we are accustomed to doing oftentimes like in our personal lives. Right. So like we often sometimes are just on a go, 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 go. So to taking the time to reflect feels like is either a time waster, or I don't want to actually think about that thing that didn't go how I was, how I want it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's also it too. We think of reflection as negative. It's like what went bad. Whereas a lot of reflection really actually is codifying like what went well and what was the actual input that helped that to go well so that I can then duplicate that. But so often reflection is like, why didn't that work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what went wrong? <laughs> why did I behave that way? Or why did I do that? Even think about kids and reflection. When we tell our students to reflect nine times out of 10, the reflection corner is for when you did something bad. Right. Oh, I've never thought of that. 
like, what went well today at school? How would I like to, we send a kid to the reflection corner to think about the bad thing they did. And the thing is, that's the same way that adults uh, approach reflection is just from a place of negativity, not of a place of like, a portion of this reflection can also be on like, what really great thing is happening and why? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. And I I love that you gave that example of questions that don't really get at the meat of, of having us like be effective for the future. What have you seen? What positive outcomes have you seen come out of leadership when you reflect with them? Yeah. So I think the thing, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying around being able to codify like the specifics of the, of, of the inputs. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes when we're reflecting, one of the simple questions that I will often ask people is like, what was your role in that? Right. So if I ask a leader, like what's going really well, they'll, they'll tell me and I'm like, great. What was like your role in that? And people normally stall out. <laughs> They're like, ah, uh, well, um, well, you know, this person did this and this person, no, 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 no. What did you do? It didn't happen by chance, right? Like there was some leadership move, a strategy, a knowledge, a decision, something that you did that helped to course correct or to set whatever situation we're talking up, uh, talking about for um, success, So if we even like scale this down to like the teacher level, right? Because here's the thing, as teacher, as leaders, it's really important that we model reflection for our teachers and so that they understand the power of reflection as well. So every coaching session I started off with teachers and still do with leaders is like, what's going well? They'll tell me something that's going well. And then I'm like, great. What was, what did you do to contribute to that? Mm Mm-hmm. The reason you want to be able for it to have teachers, leaders, whomever pick out what they did is so that they can then apply that as a transferable skill to another situation. Mm-hmm. We take so much ownership sometimes over the bad things that happen, but we don't necessarily say, well, like that teacher did well on X thing because my coaching meeting was really strong or my PLC was really planned. Like, I want you to be able to name the actual input so that you can apply that to another situation. Which then, like, we don't want to have like like a success in like a an, an, like a flash pan, right? We want to figure out what are the actual inputs and strengths and tools and strategies that I'm bringing that are successful, so that I can apply that. So the more that a leader can start to pull out and reflect and make reflection part of their daily process, um, no, reflection doesn't have to be like a really big drawn out thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can right. just be driving home like, what went well today? Why did that go well? What, where is an area of improvement and how am I showing up better tomorrow? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like this long thing. So the more that you can build like a process of reflection for yourself as a leader mm-hmm. and the more that you model that for people around you, the more that reflection is actually going to have meaning mm-hmm. uh, because you're able to say like, these are the actual things I'm taking away and I'm going to transferably apply these to other situations. Okay. I love that. It's, it's really asking the right questions. What I'd love if you could give like a general example, what would it, what does it look like for a leadership team that does not reflect versus a leadership that does reflect? Yeah. So I think the main thing is a leadership team that doesn't reflect is going to be operating in false harmony, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Mm -hmm. You're not able to hold one another accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have a practice of 
because really reflection and feedback really go hand in hand. So if we are doing regular reflection as a team, then we're able to also work through feedback for one another as a team, right? Um, So when we're not doing that, we're kind of just operating from day to day or task to task or um, goal to goal without really stopping to say like, how are we functioning as a team? Is this working? Where are our areas of improvement? It also leads to a team that really truly is, um, I guess the word would be, um, not even, I'm coming up with the wrong words, but essentially like you're out of touch with what's actually happening like around you because you're not stopping to say like, how are even we perceived as a team? So if we are not constantly in a space of reflection, fine tuning, adjusting, we are missing opportunity after opportunity to be functioning at a high level. And our teachers and those that we serve know when we are not functioning at the highest of levels. If you're going to be asking teachers to reflect and leading teachers through reflection as a leader, you've got to be well-versed in what good reflection looks like. Otherwise, you're going to be the start, stop, continue team. Yes, I love this. I'm learning. I'm learning a lot from you, too. Like, you're really upgrading my own reflection, too. This is so great. And I want to highlight this term that you said, uh, which is false harmony. I've never heard that. And I feel like it just speaks volumes to, you know, teams that it, and and correct me if I'm wrong, what I hear in that term is teams that think things are going well and think they're working together well and think that they're running a school well, uh, they're not. Yeah, they're just, they've got very, you know, surfacey. It's very like all is well, all is well, all is well. But really the reality is when you go home, you're talking to your spouse about how you wish this would happen and why are we not doing that? Like, right? Because we're scared to like really truly push for true reflection and give feedback. That actually is going to matter. Right, right, exactly. But I want to shift into now that really concrete, I know you have really incredible end of year questions. And so I wanted you know, for the listeners to hear what are, what, what questions do you have for school leaders and coaches to be reflecting on for the end of the year? Yep. So some of those questions are, you know, so we can start with the, what went well, but you need to tag on the, like, why did it go well? What specific inputs, right? Help that to do that. And how can we use that in the coming year? Mm Mm-hmm. So don't just don't just stop at the what's going well and then flip that for the same thing. What did not go well? Like what would why was that? And like, let's go make sure and look at our coming year plan to make sure that that is like, what do we learn from that so that we don't actually have that same thing happen? Um, I think those are like two basic questions. We just forget to tack on some of those additional things. Um, Another one for sure, 100% is going to be how did we prioritize equity and inclusion, right? Like what Mm -hmm. were our actual equity inclusion conversations? Um, What do we need to continue to do to make sure that we are creating equitable environments? Um, How do we support the social and emotional learning of our students? Again, what can we do to improve that? Uh, what lessons did we learn this year and how can we apply those? And then obviously, like, what are our goals for the upcoming school year? And like, how are we actually going to achieve those uh, from from the lens of every stakeholder that you have? I love uh, these are so great. I just want to encourage folks when you're looking at how did we develop our staff? 
to look at all the ways everyone was developed. Like what's a teacher's journey (laughs) being developed this year, right? And some teachers, I'm sure, would have different experiences. If we are differentiating for them, they should have different experiences than others. Yeah, and that's where the reflection piece comes in, right? And that's because a lot of times, and this is where that false harmony comes in too, because it's easy for us to sit there in the team and say, well, we did this and we had PD and we had another PD and we did that. There's got to be someone on the team who's like, but is that truly, right, what all of our teachers needed, right? Is that the best that we could do, right? Um, and did that work? Mm-hmm. If it didn't work, let's not put four more PDs on the calendar for next school year. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> How we should, right? So like, that's where it, like reflection, I say all the time, if you have like a leadership team meeting or you're having an end of year kind of leadership retreat, you should be spending at least a half a day in just reflection, not action planning, not what are we, just reflection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. I love that. That's very concrete. Like we should be spending half, like at the, at the end of the year, right? Things are, are wrapped up and we're sitting together as a leadership team half a day, at least half a day on reflection. So um, it's time for us to wrap up this conversation. Uh, So I'd love you to share with the listeners, where can they find you to learn more about what you do? Yeah. So um, everything is very simple because it's my name. So my Instagram is where I post most of my content. That is at Erin, E-R-I-N-N, Hotman, C-O-T-T-M-A-N. Actually, all those reflection questions are on my Instagram. Um, and then my website is aaroncotman.com as well. So you can find me in all of those uh, great places, um, either to learn more, um, to connect and all of those great things. I love that. And I'll put those links in the show notes as well. If you're driving and you just want to click, you are welcome to do that as well. So thank you again for coming, Aaron, I and just sharing your expertise around reflection and you and I. Uh, are interested in a lot of common topics. So maybe we will see you soon. (laughs) So thanks again for coming. Thank you so much. Now, if before this episode, you were not quite sold on spending time to reflect with your leadership team, and now you are, I consider that a win. And something to consider for yourself and your team is that the first step to reflect is the most important step. And if your team has been reflecting regularly and not quite producing the results you're looking to produce, you may be experiencing blind spots. These are areas that you just can't see from all of your different perspectives. And sometimes we need to bring in a coach to help us. So if you are interested in bringing in additional support, feel free to reach out. There is the whole educator contact information in the show notes. And until next time, just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care.